are tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Sponsored in part by Replays, Gameware, Movies, and More, and Creative Foundations, employing individuals with disabilities. Now your hosts, Sam Dunham, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, and Josh Harrison. Hey everyone, welcome back to Nerd Overload, the show about pop and geek culture that you can't find on the Denny's menu. It'll be a grand slam. Absolutely. Uh, I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And uh, no Cody and Samantha this week. They're on vacation, but we have a very special guest. I'm also Josh. Yes. It's going to be really confusing this <laughs> week. I'm going to say Josh, and you're both are going to start responding. So It's high school all over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. My whole life. <laughs> we have a bunch of new stuff we want to get into, but as always, we're going to be talking a little bit about what we've been checking out this week. This past Saturday, Disney XD aired the second Star Wars Rebels animated movie, The Siege of Lothal. And it's kind of, kind of their opener to the season two of uh, Star Wars Rebels. Basically an hour-long episode. Oh, okay, cool, cool. But it's very Darth Vader heavy. Good. With James Earl Jones voicing the Dark Lord of the Sith himself. That's awesome. Oh, really? Oh, Excellent. Okay, was... I'm going to be the person, the voice of, um, I don't know, nobody it seems anymore, but I've never watched Rebels. When does I... it take place? Um, five years before New Hope. Okay. So do you, I mean, besides Vader, other characters we've seen show up in there? So far, Lando. Okay. And Billy D. Williams did voice Lando. That's awesome. Right, I did hear about that. Yeah, see, I haven't, I haven't watched yeah, Rebels He, he either, had an episode but... of himself, and he actually pops up in the movie, too. Oh, excellent. Uh, but he's like basically in hologram form, it's by proxy, mm. but he's there. Right. Um, other than that, um, so far, kind of a spoiler, uh, Ahsoka from okay. Clone Wars shows up, too. Oh, that's cool. As a I... much older version of herself. Clone Wars was... Great, but too boring for my kids. So there are a couple episodes in there that are really hard to watch, like when they're trying to get in like the galactic politics bullcrap. Exactly. Yeah. And I I mean like Ahsoka's previous master, there was an episode with him that just kind of I mean there was some good action, but or not Ahsoka's master. Who was it? Um the dude with the little thing on his face. Oh, Plo Koon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was kind of like a mentor, but he wasn't really her master. Right. And so we tried watching those with the kids, and it just got so into, like, the Senate and all this other weird stuff going on. That they just... A lot of the, like, the same, you know, pitfalls of the prequels. Yeah, exactly. So I wanted to watch it. I thought it looked great. The art style's fantastic, but seven-year-old doesn't I care. watched all of Clone Wars, and I loved it. Um, the I liked how the animation improved as time went on. The final, yeah. like the lost episode season, like the Netflix stuff is kind of hard to watch. It's kind of weird. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the meat of the other stuff is great, especially when you get into like the Mandalorian showing up. It's Anyway, that's detracting from what I'm talking about. But uh, Rebels is the same crew who worked on that. Art style is a little different. Um, it's a little more Disney style. Like um, Ezra looks kind of like Aladdin, like a young Aladdin. Okay. All right. Um He's the he's the young one of the young main characters in the in the series, but uh, anyway, the siege of Lothal picks up where season one left off, where Darth Vader shows up and you know is going to show them how basically how you do this, uh, or uh, the 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 Imperials anyway trying to catch this little tiny rebel cell, but it's it's so good. I mean the the action scenes are great. Um, they 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 do a good job of merging their style with the old original story like storyboard concept arts of Star Wars. Okay. With like Vader's mask and how he looks and the skinny lightsabers, like from the like from New Hope. Right. Um, cool. Really cool and like the Vader in this is very similar to his like his comic incarnate his current comic incarnation, where he's definitely a bad mother. Shut your mouth. 
I'm only talking about Vader. <laughs> oh my god, I just had an idea. What if they did a, an exploitation Star Wars film with like black dynamite as like Han, uh, a combination of Han Solo and Luke Skywalker? Oh man, that would be pretty great. <laughs> Don't they already? Why wouldn't I would just imagine they would just use Lando? You've <laughs> already got you already the got the best person there. you could have for a black exploitation flick. <laughs> but anyway, um, it does really good. It showcases like Vader's like skills, like a warrior and a fighter. But also, there's a really awesome sequence where he's flying his Tie Fighter, mm-hmm. and it just proves proves that it, you know he was a great pilot, and not just you know getting knocked into by another guy and yeah, zipping I saw into that. space. I saw the whole pod racer thing. I know what's up. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's that's always kind of some, one of the things that um, always kind of stood out to me with the Star Wars stuff. They always said that, you know, uh, Anakin was an excellent pilot, but outside of the pod racing, he really never does anything that is so far outside of what any other pilot in the Star Wars universe does. Has done. Has done, you know? Yeah. He so, accidentally hit autopilot and flew into their ship and accidentally fired the guns. Yeah, which we, accidentally, we, we, don't, we don't talk about that film. <laughs> well, it might have to, it might be brought up more with Jake Lloyd's recent troubles. Right, yeah. And that's something we'll, we're going to be getting to a little bit later on. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, like it's really cool. Like he, he's flying around and there's like these like prototype like A-wings. Because they actually like run into the like a good, the more the the beginnings of like the Rebel Alliance. Okay. Okay. And um, there's the squadron of a of uh, a wings or prototype a wings or whatever they are, and uh, Vader takes them all on single handedly, and he's like flipping around. He like at one point he flips his Tie Fighter around and is spinning it backwards while firing his his weapons at the un the oncoming squadron. Oh, that's cool. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Sounds good. Oh, I'm I'm excited. I'm definitely excited. I'm just sad that I have to wait till August for season two to actually officially oh, start. Oh yeah. Now, is season one is that like available on streaming anywhere, or is it just mm, catch it when it's on? And... Uh, I know on demand has it. Okay. Has the the first? I think I think all of the first thirteen or so episodes, including the 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 the, uh, the prologue movie for that too, uh, the Spark of Rebellion. Okay. I think so. Sounds like a Transformers movie. <laughs> Uh, that's what i'm here for get everything off track um yeah i guess i have been spending a lot of time uh it's mostly just watching stuff the past couple weeks past week or so um i finally finished it took me a little while to get through it i guess but i watched all of the new netflix series sense eight oh okay um, the j michael straczynski uh wachowski um sibling show if you aren't 100% familiar with what it is, it is pretty weird, as you'd expect from anything by the Wachowskis. It's about a triggering factor. Something happens in the very first episode that like, telepathically awakens eight people across the US, or well, across the entire world mm-hmm. who, uh, through the course of the show, it doesn't happen all at once. They all see this event, whatever they're doing. It shows them kind of in the middle of their job or whatever they're doing, seeing this event. And then over the whole series they slowly start to kind of become aware of one another. If one, if two characters are experiencing similar emotions, they may like show up in each other where they're at. Like if they're sitting in a museum kind of bummed out about something, the other one will turn around in her kitchen and see him sitting there and kind of walk over and they'll start talking. And it's through the show they get there. They have access to each other's skills and uh, abilities, their language skills. Like there's a few instances, they're always talking in English. I think it's for us, the viewer. Right, yeah. But they make a point when they're talking to each other. At one point, they'll be like, are you speaking Swahili? Like, do you know South Korea? You know, like mm-hmm. it, uh, 
so it's pretty neat the 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 different skills they use there but like they have it's beautiful the locations in the show like uh, Reykjavik Iceland uh, Berlin Germany uh, Mumbai um, Nairobi all these different locations and because they're popping into each other's brains one scene they'll be in Mumbai talking and the next in the middle of the conversation they're switching to Berlin and you can tell it's not just some dumb set somewhere I mean some of it could have been I, I you know they add right. a lot in post yeah but yeah. These, some of them are just these gorgeous landscapes, and they're cutting back and forth. So I don't know. They must have filmed the entire conversation in one place, the entire conversation in another place, and then just kind of edited them together wherever they saw fit. But it's it's pretty great. Like, they have um, scenes where a character's getting beat up, and he's kind of just reaching out, trying for anything to, to st- just, uh, summon the courage to fight against them. And one of the characters is a really good fighter, actually a couple of them. But she kind of sees this guy in trouble, and next thing you know, you see her, this woman, mm-hmm. kicking the crap out of, like, seven dudes, just beating them down. And then it kind of cuts back to him, and it's him. He's, like, bloody and bruised. But it's kind of how they're sharing their abilities. And as you have to show like this, it's, I mean, they spend a lot of time just dealing with character development, right? Um, which is great. There's some fantastic characters from across the globe with a lot of different backgrounds and different experiences. My favorite part of the show isn't really the overarching storyline. It is these characters lives and what's going on with them and how they're able to like, they're constantly coming up with problems they have to deal with, but they're rising to the challenge each time. And sometimes they need the help of one of the other sensates as they call them. Okay. Yeah. Um, hence the name. Right. Um, and that little bit of advice or help, you know, physical help sometimes is all they need, but it's great. There's some fantastic stuff going on in the show. And there is a story that's tying them all together. Something, somebody, some people are aware of them. And they are not the only ones in the world. Okay. And so there are people that are tracking them down. Um, huh. So there's some weird rules. That some stuff kind of makes, well, a lot of it doesn't really make sense because it's supposed to be kind of sci-fi. But Well, you know, it's Straczynski and it's Wachowski siblings. So, you know, it does, I would be surprised if it did all make sense. It's my favorite <laughs> thing the Wachowskis have touched since the first Matrix movie. Honestly. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, I like the other not, two not Matrix movies. Speed mo- Racer? <laughs> That's fun for its own campy <laughs> values and because i love christina ricci oh yeah but um <laughs> beyond that you know it's my favorite thing it's it because it's they don't try too much it, it's mm-hmm. it's a lot and it's a lot to kind of figure out what's going on in the rules and everything i don't know if straczynski's having a calming hand or if they're just they haven't they know they have enough time to explain everything they don't have to try to shove everything in there like they did with jupiter ascending yeah uh but that's my problem with them half the time is they just try too much in a small movie yeah well you see that's the thing with both the wachowskis and uh straczynski Alone, both groups of them, they have a hard time kind of reining it in. Because mm. remember when, was it, Straczynski was writing Superman there. Oh, was he? Yeah, there a couple years ago. And that was the Superman Grounded storyline, like where he decided to just walk across America. Oh, right, right. oh yeah, yeah, And it was, that. it wasn't very good because he wasn't, like, kept in check. He was just kind of allowed to do whatever. And the same thing with the Wachowskis. They, you know, when they're left to their own devices... They kind of just, they don't know when to, when enough is enough, you know? Right. So maybe work with, by them working together and kind of keeping each other in check, that's really what's helping them kind of help this project gel. Well, then I hope one of them works with uh, Neil Blomkamp because he, I, when I think of two people that they try to put way too much into a single movie, oh, it's those yeah. two. He, he has great ideas. He just gets bogged down with yeah, Elysium trying to do too much. Elysium had too much, had way too much stuff in it. I thought the same a little bit of Chappie. I think there was completely unnecessary elements in Chappie. I really like Chappie. <laughs> Me too. I actually really liked it myself. I just thought there in, were parts that didn't 9. need to be in there. Me too. I love, oh, yeah. love District 9. Yeah. 
So yeah, I um, I mean I've watched a bunch of other stuff, but Sense Eight was kind of the the big thing I watched that I can actually speak to because the other stuff's like the f- newest episode of True Detective. It's the first episode of the season. It's confusing. Um, well, sure. It's very there's some weird nonlinear parts they don't explain too well. Yeah. But How I feel Vince a little. in it? Good. I didn't know what any of the characters' roles were going to be in it. I just knew who was going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Rachel McAdams kind of surprises me with the way she's playing her character. Okay. Um, Vince Vaughn, it's, I don't really, I don't have a peg on what his character is, but he seems interesting. And then Colin Farrell is kind of a scumbag, but well, yeah, it's, I mean, that's not well, he's really playing new. to his strengths, so. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, he does have a bullseye on his forehead, which is really weird for the role. It's a re- weird choice. It's it a is. weird choice. It is. Yeah, he kept asking, yeah, kept asking for. Spoiler uh, alert, effing. it was not makeup for bullseye. Yeah. No. So, yeah. Method actor. He exactly. really did carve he that did bullseye in his forehead. He's yeah. giving Shia LaBeouf a, a run for his money. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it. That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, um, I've, I haven't been checking out a whole lot this week. And that's where our recording cut out. Hey, folks. Uh, Sam here. Um, this is going to be kind of a weirdly edited show. Uh, please bear with me. Um, the second half of this with, uh, with myself and both of the Joshes turned out just fine. But... Uh, for whatever reason, the second half of the first half decided to not work anymore. So uh, so we're just going to fill in this. Uh, but luckily, Sam and Cody are back. Hey, hey just got back from vacation. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we have about 10 minutes to kind of talk about stuff. So if you have anything, check it out. Or you want to talk about vacation or, you know, whatever for <laughs> 10 minutes. Let's just stories of, of Chicago. There we go. <laughs> Actually, we went to Medieval Times, which was really cool. Excellent fits in the nerdy wheelhouse <laughs> it was great i mean if you want to watch a bunch of uh, dorky dudes with swords fight each other to the fake death while you eat chicken with your hands and uh, drink soup Excellent. i would recommend it now do you eat soup with your hands um, is it just a bowl of soup that you just slurp down yeah Seriously? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> right it's a, on. It's a bowl of soup with a little handle on it. You just slip it down. Excellent. Yeah. Like I named our knight Sir Dweebus. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looked like somebody's dungeon master. Probably was. <laughs> oh, right on. They were all pretty, like, long-haired, dorky. Yeah, well, they're basically paid LARPers. So, oh. they're, you know, they're living the dream. They are living the dream. You're right. <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> but it was a great show. It was fun. Some fantastic light show. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the story was was for a dinner theater show was kind of you know entertaining. Cool, cool. I didn't think they actually fought to the death. Well, like not actually. <laughs> I was gonna but, say you know, they fake. I to clarify like, that. I didn't, I didn't think story wise the knights were gonna die, but they do. Oh right. And our knight right died on. the second fight out. Ah. Because they put you each in a section and have you cheer for a different knight. Okay. So we got the okay. red knight, and he he was the second one to die. <laughs> <laughs> But they do elaborate, like, sword fights. The, the swords shoot sparks out when they collide. Oh, cool. Uh, it was really cool. Um, other than, I mean, we went to the Field Museum, which is their big, natu- the big natural history museum in Chicago. Yeah, that they, was cool. They have a new Viking exhibit. Yeah. The Vikings, really, really cool. Yeah. They had all kinds of Viking stuff. Yeah, we got to <laughs> lift a Viking sword. All right. Not as heavy as you would think. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Excellent. What else? Oh, the, what else was new there? The mammoth? Was yeah, there was a mammoth exhibit, and they had a like a cast replica of that. <laughs> they found like a baby mammoth that was perfectly preserved, like oh wow, completely. 
and they had a replica of that. It was pretty weird looking. Oh, that is cool. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that than awesome. The, uh, I keep wanting to say Cleveland. Chicago Field Museum is like one of the best. Like, seriously, I have so much stuff. I, like we've, I've been there twice, and I don't think we've seen everything in the one go. Yeah, well, we were there from opening to close, and we didn't see the whole thing. Wow. I saw a movie about Sue the Dinosaur. Oh, yeah, they have that T-Rex there, Sue. It's like oh. the most complete T-Rex skeleton That's they've right. ever yeah. found. Yeah, It was really cool. Cool. Do you want to talk about you 2 Yeah, we went to a U2 <laughs> concert <laughs> with my dad. All right, all right. Because um, he loves U2. Yeah. I, I don't hate you two, but I don't love you two either. So yeah, like <laughs> I, yeah, I, I like you two. Okay. Because I mean, growing up listening to it. Yeah. And... Well, sure. Yeah. And it, I mean, it was a good show because oh, yeah, they they put on an amazing show. Yeah. I mean, oh, I'm sure. A... I mean, they've been torn as big as they are. Oh, yeah, I bet they, they put have on a lot heck of, of money. <laughs> yeah. Their stage setup was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was like they had one main stage and then a small stage on the other side of the arena and there was a like a length between it that they could walk up and down. Oh, cool. And a big hanging screen that they could drop into that space between the two I stages. I think it had a screen on both sides. Huh. Like yeah. it was like a net looking thing when it wasn't turned on. Mm-hmm. But it had like a walkway underneath. So like Bono would get like in between the screens <laughs> and like a video would be playing and he'd like be in. Oh, yeah, that's cool. In the video. That's cool. Oh, but it, it brought some laughs, though, too. Yeah, okay. it was awkward at parts. There, there was a part where... <laughs> I have a picture of the one. I'll show you yeah, okay. in a minute. Yeah. The edge was on the walkway, and Bono was on the stage at the end posing like with his hand out. So mm-hmm. on the screen, it looked like he was holding the edge in his hand. <laughs> like a tiny little edge. <laughs> yeah, like, like he had a tiny edge in his hand. <laughs> It was hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And the song about uh, Bono's mom, I guess. He, there was a Mamo? Mamo. <laughs> <laughs> but there was like, they put like a, it was like a space theme. Like, okay, on the Sp- like, space mom. Con- constellations. Okay. And, but then yeah. they like superimposed like a live feed of Bono's like face into like. Oh, wow. <laughs> So he was like space cat or like three wolf moon Bono. Yeah, yes, exactly. exactly. Oh man, space Bono. Excellent. I got a picture of that. You have. Oh, I have to see that. I wish I would have got one of the edge, but I think it's when people were standing edge. up too much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a good show. Even if you're not a huge YouTube fan, no, you'll be yeah. entertained. It sounds by the... sounds good. Sounds really good. And more regular stuff. I've actually read some comics recently. Oh, cool. Um, I read the new Starfire, and it. I thought it was dumb. Yeah, but was it offensively dumb? <laughs> Only slightly. <laughs> well, then it's a it's a plus. It was a it was a way too similar to the Harley Quinn comics. Uh, it, well, it's being written by yeah, the same it was, people. It was by the same people. Yeah, but it needs to do something to differentiate itself from Harley Quinn because right now it's too. And I'm sure similar. it will eventually, but but yeah. there was a lot. There was some dumb nudity that was there for no no reason played no. for jokes that weren't funny yeah well it's starfire unfortunately that's that yeah. is her that is her comic book character why so. can't i walk around naked yeah <laughs> that's what it was that well, was basically the joke well in the comics her planet they don't wear clothes so it's and they've kind of reverted her back to fresh off the spaceship kind of yeah. alien right so yeah she she's fresh on earth and the cops helping her like fit in gotcha on planet earth Gotcha. Okay. Well, I mean, it wasn't the worst, but it, it was just dumb. Yeah. It was dumb. Yeah, and that's, you know, that sounds ex- almost exactly how she was written back in the 80s when the character was first created. So, I mean, 
I mean, unfortunately, you're not going to get like the Teen Titans like cartoon version yeah. of Starfire. I mean, it Although, was close to that. It was yeah, close to that. With gratuitous cheesecake yeah. stuff. And yeah. like, I don't know. They could have just did it better because there's nothing like I can understand cheesecake, but it just wasn't it just didn't wasn't good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's stuff we should be past at this point. Like, yeah, you can do that. But also, please try to deliver some sort of interesting story. It doesn't really. Yeah. Like, it might get better. I'd give it another chance. Okay, cool. And uh, I read Black Canary, too, and that was great. It's a good companion to the uh, Batgirl book. It's really good. I like that one as well. I didn't pick it up, but I did flip through it in in the store, which is probably the worst thing a combat company would want to hear. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) You got pay bills, yo. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, we have about two minutes here, and my check it out got eaten, so I'm going to to skip the, the one that I really talked about a lot, which was the comic Prez about the team president. I, I need to read that. Yeah. I've got I'll that. talk about, I'll talk about that one next week after you read it or whatever. It's, it's really good. I'll let you borrow it. But, um, I got caught up on Steven universe. I watched <laughs> everything that was on Hulu, the first 35 episodes. Cool. And, uh, I like it. I mean, how far is that? I'm trying to, I'm not uh, sure. the last episode was the Stevenite episode where, uh, Steven and Connie merged together oh. for the first time. That is where it stops, which I think is like halfway into the second season or something like that. Yeah. It's about halfway through the series. I think. Okay. It's about a halfway point. Okay. Well, I mean, I like it. I mean, it's, it's definitely has some, uh, it's very similar to adventure time in tone at points. And, um, <laughs> I like amethyst. I think she, I know she's going to end up being like the least developed character of the three. Oh no, actually, she has, really? Yeah. Further on, she has okay. at least one episode I can think of off the top of my head. That's cool. Uh, but and I like I like his dad. I like Greg Universe. Oh, I love Greg. The lovable love loser. Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Like he tries. He tries really hard. Kinda. And you, yeah, and you know what? He knows that uh, Stephen has this whole magical thing, and he knows that he is not equipped to like deal with it. So yeah. that's why he's. Later purposely on, kind of taken a step back from it you know later on there's some episodes where it's like oh there's episodes that are full-on flashbacks to greg and rose when they're when they're younger that's cool because i saw the one with the uh the vhs tape oh yeah yeah that was like one. the first time you see his oh, mom yeah. yeah that was a really good episode and you know what i like the series i mean it's uh i'm not a rabid fan like you know some people oh, yeah. are but i mean i i like it it's good it's it's enjoyable yeah, I think we're going to go ahead. Do you have anything, Samantha, before we go? I think so. Is that all we needed? Or? That's, yeah, that's really all we needed. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to jump back to the recording I did <laughs> with, with the Joshes. And we'll have a regular show from there on out. Guys, thanks again for stopping in for a couple minutes and, no and, and yeah. filling in like this. Enjoy the rest of the show. I hear it's good. Yep. Yeah. And uh, we're all going to be back in studio next week. Regular show. Actually, we're going to have an interview. Uh, let's go ahead. That's and, right. Let's go ahead and talk. Uh, tease that real quick. Uh, Chris Bidwell, the guy from Columbus who was the... Uh, well, he was the Chicago representative from the uh, for the Nintendo World, World Championships. Championships. We're actually going to get a chance to, to sit down and talk with him for a little bit, and uh, we're really excited about it. So, uh, so make sure to tune into that. And uh, yeah, see ya. See, see ya. after the break. Nerd Overload is brought to you in part by Replays, gameware, movies, and more. Replays is the place for all your gaming needs, from retro up through current gen systems and accessories. They even have a free customer rewards program. Mount Vernon Avenue, Marion, across from the Marion Plaza. 
751-4072 or online at facebook.com slash replaysmarion. Nerd Overload is sponsored in part by Creative Foundations. Hi, my name is Robert. Hi, my name is Amber. Hi, my name is Jessica. I'm Jimmy, and I work at Creative Foundations. A store that employs people with developmental disabilities. We have four locations. Delaware, Mount Vernon, Marysville, and Urbana. Our website is creativefoundations.org. Find us on Facebook. You were just listening to the Spider-Man theme song uh, covered by the Ramones. Uh, really good cover. I mean, I, I dig it quite a bit. I like the Ramones. Yeah, they're kind of like Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good thing because I think we're going to roll into some uh, general Spider-Man news. Oh, man, stuff. my Spidey senses are tingling. It's been a big week for Spider-Man. It really, really has. Yeah. I mean, Marvel has announced uh, finally that we have our Spider-Man in the Sony slash MCU. Right. Yeah. Yep. Named Tom Holland. Okay. Seems to be a pretty young kid from uh, the UK. What's this with them casting like British guys for Spider Man? I, I mean, liked Andrew Garfield. I liked him too. He had a yeah, weird his looking movies face. Weren't great, like his but... head was weird. Had, like, a... <laughs> I think it was mostly his hair. Yeah. He looked like Mac tonight. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. <laughs> you know, the old the old McDonald's like Crescent Moon like playing pianos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, selling, selling Big Macs. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that. You don't remember really? Mac tonight? Okay. You talk no. about Spider Man. I'm gonna pull up a picture of Mac tonight. All right. So far, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about the kid. He doesn't have a huge... Uh, I mean, he has some stuff he's done. I guess he was in The Secret World of Arietti, and he was in Locke with uh, Tom Hardy, the two that I actually know of here. But, I mean, they've cast him for Civil War and his own reboot. Oh, right on. Right on. That is a nice uh, picture. Looks like he should be selling Lunesta or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> is that Jay Leno? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, this is good casting. I mean, you know, I, I like it when they cast uh, uh, relatively unknown actors for these roles. I think it seems to be working in their favor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. They're not coming in with a lot of baggage, a lot of, like, I'm not watching, like, oh, that's not Deadpool, that's Green Lantern. I mean, two guys, a girl, in a pizza place yeah, or whatever. Right. <laughs> uh, two guys, a girl, in a Deadpool. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, for everyone. <laughs> I'm willing to watch. They, I, From what I was reading, it seems like he met with a bunch of people. They met a ton of people, oh, and yeah. he met with Kevin Feige, and they met, yeah. they met a ton of people, and everyone seemed to really like his performance. So, I mean, if he, they've really done a great job with Guardians, with... All their movies so far with casting, I haven't really felt like any of the Marvel movies. I haven't felt anybody fell falling really flat. Yeah, I'm well. I'm willing to give it a chance. I'm willing to give it a chance too. Yeah, like I said, they've Marvel. Some of their movies have been a little weaker than others, but for the most part, they've all been successes. Yeah, more or less. I, I think probably one of the the bigger not bigger stumbles, but you know the ones where they kind of maybe didn't quite hit the mark was maybe like the Incredible Hulk with. Um, uh, Edward Norton in it, and that and that was partial uh, Universal as well. Correct? Yeah, I, I kind of count that one a little before. Like I start kind of with your Iron Man, like kind of. It came it. out after Iron Man. I know, but they don't really touch back on that one too much. Honestly, Once. though, I really liked that movie a lot. Yeah. Oh, I do too. I felt like the first half felt like a Bourne movie. He's running through you know yeah. Central America and all this stuff. Uh, don't make me hungry. You won't yeah. like me when I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the little reference for Stan Lee, like obviously those are all meant to be in there. I liked him. Roth, I think he's uh he's over the top. He's crazy over the top as Emil Blonsky. But it works. But I like him, and I liked uh I I liked Edward Norton. I would really like to see the version that he and Louis Leterrier. I'm not sure mm-hmm. how to pronounce uh, yeah, this. Yeah. Um, I would like to see the version that they wanted to make. I know it would have been longer, but they were there was all that fighting it when it was about to come out because they wanted it to be edited differently. They wanted more in. And the studio didn't want it to be a three-hour-long movie, right. so they cut it down. I wish we would have gotten a sequel with Tim Blake Nelson as yeah. the leader. I think he would have made an excellent leader. Oh, and yeah. they teased him. I mean, they didn't just tease him. They like outright like showed him turning into the character. Yeah. Doc, Doc Samson was in there, too. Yeah, uh, the guy from A Modern Family. Modern family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what's his name? Um, oh, whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah. But also the fact that um, in Civil War... Thunderbolt Ross is coming back. Right. Right. Yeah, same guy. That'll be how they tie that movie in a little bit more. Right. I mean, I know that, I think, wasn't Iron Man in the end of that? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tony, uh, Tony Stark shows, he f- comes into a, a Ross bar. is sitting in a bar, and Tony comes in, and he's like, mm, the smell of stale beer and failure, or something like right. that. Something and like and that. then yeah, and Ross is like, bit, uh, yeah. Tony Stark, you always wear such the, the, the best suits. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like that movie, but I like... I think Ruffalo works better in the ensemble cast. Than, I do. I I, I really Norton enjoy would. him. I don't. I, I just can't see Norton working with the with the no. Avengers cast the way Ruffalo is. No, I like Norton, but yeah, I agree. I think I, that, he's well, got I think, better chemistry. Yeah. I didn't think anyone was gonna be. I, it was one of those things. I try not. I I'm learning as I get older, which is surprising because it seems like everyone gets all cranky. But um, I'm learning to just kind of wait and see. Oh, because yeah. Because I was not like I was upset that because I liked that movie. That uh, it was a, because it was a it is leaps and bounds better than the previous Incredible mm-hmm. Hulk movie. There was a previous Hulk movie. Uh, yeah, it had uh, it was Daredevil was in it, and what? Then there was no, the other what? one. What? No, there was, no. There was no, another no, no. one with Thor. Yeah, there know? was another one with Thor running around New York City back in the seventies. <laughs> um, <laughs> Where Donald Blake isn't even Thor; he just has a hammer that can call Thor. That's, that was yeah. in the comics for yeah. a while. That mm. was his his stories. Um, <laughs> I but so I I didn't think Ruffalo was like Ruffalo like he was with Reese Witherspoon with that dead girl in the house kind of movie the love story <laughs> yeah um, 
he did a great job though. He did a great... I mean, he's he's amazing in the role. Yeah. I don't know if I mean I just wish I wish that movie had had done a little better the, yeah. the previous Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Amadeus Cho was supposed to be in it, right? Which could have I don't know what they would have done they, with him. They but... actually teased that character in Ultron oh, because the uh, the uh, woman who was working that created the the process to create the vision. Oh, right. She her last name is Choi, and she is supposed to be the mother of Amadeus Cho, okay. yeah, or Choi or whatever. Yeah. That's yeah they they hint at that. Okay. I one thing I I I wish the, that Marvel would do with the, as far as the Hulk character goes, stop making him such a snarly monster. Yes, I understand he's angry and he yells and screams a lot, but in like you know in the Incredible Hulk, yeah, he didn't talk much, but he he talked a little bit, and then he says one line in the Avengers, and then uh, Age of Ultron, it's just. <laughs> I'd like to see Smart Hulk. I would. I would pop too. Up. Joe or, or, at least, or, yeah, or at least Joe Fix it. Or Joe Fix it would be the that best. Would be, that would be uh, difficult to explain, but you know. <laughs> why is, why is he a, a gray pinstripe suited Hulk? Why is he a mobster? As, a, as, a bo- as like a, a, a bouncer in like Las Vegas? <laughs> well, let's yeah. see. You remember which, I forget which one it was. I'm, this is going to be horrible for my nerd cred, but the Superman where it's, is it the um, second one where the, he tricks them? And to, lo- to switching it to where they lose their powers and he oh, yeah. regains his. Yeah. Um, we'll just have some scene, some scene in, in the future Hulk movie where he they flip it where like when he's Banner, he's super, he's like they got the mentality of the Hulk. Yeah. But when he's the Hulk, he's as smart as Banner. See, that they they did that in the comics. That's why that's why uh, you always saw Smart Hulk, you never saw Banner because he would be the mindless, you know, and he'd be mm. trying to smash things and he's like little wimpy arms flailing about. That would be funny. <laughs> yeah. Running around. Yeah. But anyways, they also yeah. have a, so getting back to Spider-Man, they yeah. also have the director Right. Correct? Yeah, they do. He's got the new movie coming out with Kevin Bacon called Cop Car. Okay. Um, is he a cop that becomes a car? Is it I, like My I Mother think, the Car? I think that is that is exactly what the movie's about. Fantastic. I'm in. <laughs> I'll have his name in one second. My Mother the Cop Car. John Watts. John Watts. Okay. There we go. Cool. And he's, he's a long. relatively new director as well. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he's got a couple things. He's got 13 directorial credits to his name, but most of it's pretty... Like small things I've never heard of. Um, he had some. He helped direct a couple episodes of that the Onion News Network when it was on TV. Oh yeah, and For Onion Sports moment. Dome, okay. which is actually pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cop Car is like the only one I see on here that has stars in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it seems like Cop Car is not about a cop who turns into a car. Oh, bummer. It's about a sheriff who's trying to find some kids who stole his car and oh, okay. joyride. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I don't know what they saw in his work. I've yet to check his work out, so I don't know what they I saw. I think him and um, the producer uh, um, Kevin Freig, uh, Feige, Feige. Fre- Fre- yeah, Feige? I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, I, I think they're. Friends. I always get those mixed up because it's Paul Feig, yeah. and Kevin Feige, yeah, <laughs> and they're it's one E is the only difference between yeah. their last names. Well, I think they're friends. Okay. Yeah. Um, and him and you know he's you know becoming a big producer now, and he's real heavy into Sony, and plus he's doing like his. His female Ghostbuster and uh, that spy movie with uh, Melissa McCarthy. Right. A lot of Melissa McCarthy stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they, they know each other, and it's kind of one of those things where I'm trying to help out my, my budding directorial friend. Right, right. Kind of thing. Okay. I, and it might work out for him, you know? I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I'm like I said, I'm excited. I'm excited for Spider-Man. Um, I, I, I reserve judgment until I actually see something. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's, there's – we were – just talking. I mean, I've 
I can't sit there and just dump on dump on some movie that I know nothing about yet. I, I, I those days I think are behind me because every time I'm like, that's gonna be terrible. Not even the DC ends. movies. Well, I'm but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm reluctant. I'm reluctant we, we, we to make judgment. We dump on the DC a lot here. I'm uh, very reluctant to to make a judgment. I I don't have high hopes, but everything I'm, that yeah, I don't all want, I have are hopes. I want to re, re, yeah, I I think I'm the same way. I I want to re, reserve judgment until I see the movie. But everything that I see come out be, from the DC camp has been not good. Yeah. So I it mean, doesn't give me much hope for it. All right, well, uh, anyways, mo- uh, speaking of Spider-Man stuff, we actually have some comic Spider-Man news as yep. well. Um, um, yeah. Miles Morales is going to be headlining the his basically the Spider-Man books. Right. Now, Miles Morales was the, the Spider-Man in the Ultimates line. The Ultimates yes. line were a, um, a kind of a soft reboot yes. for the Marvel Universe. They did about... It started, what, about 10 years ago? At least at least 10 uh, years ago. Ultimate, the Ultimate Universe started... Like yeah, in like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. And what it was was that it was Marvel's attempt to... Um, have all of their characters, you know, like have origin stories in the modern day mm-hmm. without having, without going and just redoing, you know, all of their main continuity. So they kind of split it off. And it's been, it's been, part of it has been successful, part, part of it hasn't. The only successful things to come out of the, the Ultimate Universe was Spider-Man, Spider-Man and the Ultimates. Right. And Brian Michael Bendis' career. Because yes. that's, you know, before that he did Powers and that was pretty much yeah. it. I mean, because Ultimate he, X-Men wasn't very good. Ultimate Fantastic Four wasn't very the good. The Ultimates were not good. But that's where we got... That's actually where we got the Sam Jackson and Nick Fury yep. from. Because that's... A, a, lot of the, a lot of the Marvel stories are kind of a, like a, like a, a meshing well, of the, the two. The Ultimate... Uh, the new Ultimates or whatever they're calling themselves. The young kids who are now the new Ultimate team mm-hmm. with Miles Morales. I mean, it's probably pre-whatever's going on right now. But I was yeah. reading that for a while. I actually liked it. It had the clone of... Well, Spider-Woman, who's a clone of Peter Parker, who... In that world, she's she likes girls, and she specifically likes red uh, redheads. Yeah, which is well a because fun... she's a clone of Peter Parker. Right. It's kind of what it's a little yeah. nod to that direction. But and a Kitty Pride's in mm-hmm. it, and, and other characters, right. Cloak and Dagger, Cloak and Dagger, and, yeah. and stuff. And I liked it actually. I mean, it's the villains are kind of lame that they were fighting, um, but I, you know, I liked it. I thought it was actually pretty yeah. interesting. Anyways, anyways, that line is is going away. They're yes. ending the Ultimates line. Er- everything then... is going to be in one Marvel universe. Right, and uh, they're taking whatever worked in the Ultimates universe and moving them over to the main. And it's an event called Battle World. It's going on right now in Marvel. Secret Wars Two eh, slash Battle World. Yeah. Anyways, one of the things, one of the only things that's really working that's getting transferred over is uh, Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, Miles. Yep. Miles Morales, who is. Uh, uh, part Latino, part uh, African American. Yep. And uh, yeah, they've people have been kind of wondering what's going to happen to this character because he's like the one good thing that's come out of Marvel oh, Ultimates yeah. in the last five or six years. He's being transferred over to the main continuity, and he's getting his own book. It's just called Spider Man. There's no adjective, so I'm calling yeah. it the adjectiveless Spider Man. <laughs> but because uh, I think because I think Peter is still in his book, The Amazing Spider Man. Right. There. That's what pe- people are kind of losing their mind a little bit over it because like, oh man, they're going to re- our, our Spider Man's going to be black now. What are we going to do? There's no more Peter Parker. Well, no, Spider Man's going to be around. Peter Parker's still going to be around, and he's going to be a major character in the Miles Morales book. He's going to be, because Miles is like 14 or 15 yeah, years he's old. Yeah, he's a kid. He's not as experienced as Peter. And he's being mentored by Is he coming with Peter. his, with like his best friend Genki? Is he coming with his fr- like family? We we're thinking, we're, they're thinking that they're, that his, when this is all said and done, 
their timeline is going to be kind of like shunted into the Marvel Universe, so it's going to be like he's always existed, so which means his, here, his they just supporting want to show cast us is also going to be kind of integrated in. Okay. But we don't know yet, because, right. I mean... It's not finished. We just don't know. Business um, as usual on Tuesday, though. Every, that's the thing that's kind of... that You just have to, like, yeah, let's not think about it. All the superheroes have to deal with it, but then all the normal people... Yeah. Just have to, <laughs> well, my job, how am I going to get it? Because in this universe... That coffee shop already has done baristas. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't worry about them. Yeah. But anyways, this character is being moved in, and, you know, some people are seeing it as a surprise. It's not a surprise. He no. had been teased as a member of the new Avengers, like, since, months like, three, ago. Since, right. like, free comic book And day. it's something we've talked about yeah. on the show. So I'm not surprised that the character's in. I'm happy no. that the character's going to be included. Because, yeah. like I said, it's, like, the one good thing about Marvel Ultimates now. Yeah. It's the only thing I was reading. Yeah. That's the only thing everyone's reading. That's why yeah. they're getting rid of the line. Yeah. But uh, um, beyond that, there are a couple other announcements for Battleworld. Um, there hasn't been a whole lot yet, but in two weeks, it's going to be San Diego Comic-Con. Right. That's when all the news is going to happen, mm -hmm. and I'm both excited and dreading it. Yes, as a, it's, as a, a, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. But uh, a couple of things that are coming out of it, a new Doctor Strange book where he's taking a more hands-on approach to like uh, – He's like a Ghostbuster almost. Yeah. So like when there when there is a supernatural problem, he makes house calls. He just kind of shows up and deals with it. Nice. Which is good. I mean, that's a good take on the character. I'm, I get kind of tired of the you know stand you know staying in the background you know ethereal kind of yeah being in the like, the Illuminati like he normally is. Yeah, I like I like the hands on like just go get it done, Doctor Strange. I think part of it is is so people can get um. Reacclimated re with the character for, for when, when his movie, movie comes out. Yeah, and that's what a lot of this is. Uh, coming for is the because of the movies. The other thing is uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick is going to be stepping down from her writer's role on the Captain Marvel book. Yeah, and that's the only thing that I'm really kind of worried about because yeah. that was really kind of her baby. And I, if they, if I'm worried that other writers aren't going to be able to handle the character to the level that DeConnick was able to. Yeah, I mean, especially if they bring in a, a male writer. Yeah, is that, I mean, it's such a good Carol book. Danvers. I'm talking Carol Danvers. Okay. Yeah. Is, is it yeah. any good? I haven't been reading. It's been excellent. It's been very, very good. I've been, like I said, I've been reading um, Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. I just yeah. haven't been reading any Captain Marvel, so I, right. I didn't know. Well, it's been. She's getting ready to start her whole Carol Corps thing. Right. Oh, right. Which are basically her and a bunch of female fighter pilots. Yeah, basically. But it's the the comic's been really good, and I'm and I'm really kind of hoping that the comic continues. Yeah. I just hope it doesn't like Pull suffer. like a Batwoman. Yeah, yeah. I hope it doesn't suffer from the the main writer leaving. Yeah. You know. I mean, one can hope. Maybe right. maybe maybe someone will come in that like maybe respects her the way she's been writing the character. Mm-hmm. And doesn't have her crawling over the side of a building in spandex. Oh, God, like that Spider-Woman cover? Oh, oh, oh little, man. Just the hopefully worst. they're not tone deaf to, yeah. to the character. Yeah, I, I haven't been reading it, but I hate There's I hate when a book has a hard shift. Like, I, and this is going back a time. I don't know, Batgirl's hard shift was pretty good. I, I, I didn't read it. Um, when she went from the, the one line to her Batgirl of Burnside line. I never, I, I guess I fell off. I was reading when it was... Uh, Gail Simone was uh, writing it. One, on the new, I was reading the when the new Fifty Two first kicked off. I would think I was reading it uh, a lot of the time, but and then I kind of fell off somewhere around there. Okay. Well, uh, about um, about almost a year ago now, probably. No. Maybe maybe eight or nine months. Yeah, ago. eight or nine months ago. It was kind of a soft reboot to kind of test the waters before DC's reboot, which is happening now. Yes. It's kind of what's um, going on. So before, after she got married, didn't she get married to her girlfriend or? 
That was you're, Batwoman. You're talking I'm about talking Batgirl. Oh, Batgirl. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. I'm, that's why I was so confused. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking Batgirl. Okay, Batgirl with the new Bat costume Woman. and everything. Yeah, the new costume. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Being right. in, uh, I heard good things about that. Yeah, yeah. It, it was good. It was fun. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. It, it was definitely a shift from the well, very serious. I'm thinking but there Batgirl. was a before the new Fifty Two. I was reading like the Outsiders, Batman mm-hmm. the Outsiders. Yeah, and there's just a point. It was right in the, around the time of the War of the Supermen. Mm-hmm. And there's a point where um, it was Jeff Johns or uh, the other guy. I don't know. Anyway, he takes over the book, and it's like a hard, hard shift. Like, you're slipping gears. Uh, the whole tone of the book, everything changes. Like, mm-hmm. Geoforce turns into a massive jerk. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I was reading it around that time as well. Yeah, it was yeah, horrible. It was I had to bad. put it down. It was the first time I ever noticed, like, a change in writer because it was it wasn't like oh that wow he's acting a little bit jer- more jerky it's, than it was his. jarring it, it was, was like a super like eradicator superman yeah. showed up yeah it was yeah. very very hard for me to re- i stopped reading the book mm-hmm. and i had been reading it since when it, i think it was batman and the outsiders and then it dropped to just the outsiders and um i've been reading it for a long time i just had to stop it i couldn't i couldn't read it anymore yeah i i hate it when that happens when you have a, like a just a like a real hard shift it's 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 bad it it, it kills titles. I mean, it's done that with the uh, the most currently with the uh, Green Arrow. Yeah. Because it the Green Arrow it from the New Fifty Two wasn't the strongest book, but at least they were they were taking it in a new direction. No. And yeah. then they brought in out of nowhere around issue thirty thirty five. I mean, the series was getting really good. They had a really good arc with like different like clans of like you know warriors and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then they brought in the writers from the TV series, and it like well. Like riding a bike, it like popped the chain off almost. Mm-hmm. It was like it was just that much of a sh- like a gear shift. Yeah. It just was just didn't work. Why wouldn't they just have the if they're gonna have the writers from the TV show come in? There's already a comic line based around the Arrowverse. Like yeah. I like the show. I actually I, th- I like the show. I like all the DC shows that are on right now, even the ones that just got canceled. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, Constantine. Yeah, Constantine. Uh, it stinks. That that show started off rocky. I thought it was getting better and better every yeah, it episode. It was. It really was. I was really enjoying it. And that huge cliffhanger there, and then that's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ugh. that that really bummed me out. I was hoping it would get picked up, and even it's one of the things I do like Stephen Amell from Arrow. I think he's a uh, seems like a really decent dude, but yeah. like he kept he was petitioning oh, to yeah. try and get DC to pick up Constantine, Some, someone, someone to pick up Constantine because yeah. I mean, that would have been a, a I think it would have been a coup for them. They could have switched all the characters over, put you know they like to do that with the Flash and everything, and mm-hmm. this new mm-hmm. was it Legends of the DCU? Uh, something, yeah, something like that. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be mixing characters over on there. And I actually heard that uh, they're looking to expand Hawkgirl Hawk Hawk series. Her own TV series. Oh, really? Yeah. And and actually, the last that, episode of Flash, Hawkgirl actually shows up. Yeah, that's right. You don't see her as Hawkgirl, but the woman who the is actress. going to be Hawkgirl. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I watched the episode. I don't remember. I did see she the... She was like uh, a face in the crowd looking up into the sky. Oh, really? I saw the, the um, Jay Garrick's helmet come flying into oh, the... Oh, that, that, cool. that was that the was best. Rad. That, that was, was awesome. Rad. Okay, uh, we have a couple more things we want to talk about here. Sorry, we're trying to change it. Speaking of switching gears real quick. Yeah. Uh, have you heard about this uh, Denny's like promotion with the Fantastic Four movie? Not until today, but it, it does is not ridiculous. surprise me. Yeah, they've named a, a handful of different uh, uh, of their dishes after you know Fantastic Four characters for this. Um, the Human Torch Skillet yeah, was one of them. So. And the uh, Invisible Woman Slam. That does not roll off the tongue at all. I just can't wait to get something with some thing sauce with on it. With the thing sauce, that's right. Yes, it's mm. extra chunky. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I. You know what? They did this with the the Hobbit, 
it's just it works with the Hobbit. It, it doesn't with work Hobbit. with the Fantastic Four. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird promotional tie-in. It's, I mean, a it's Denny's. Yeah, not exactly the world's That's best true. food. I mean, if you have a meal already on your menu called a Moons over my hammy, it's not above <laughs> yeah. them to make like puns. The Doctor Doom lava cake. They're not even puns, though. I know. I mean, the, the Human Torch skillet is, you know, as long as it's extra spicy, it's extra hot, you know, that's fine. But they're not even they're not even trying. It's not even, like, no. funny, you but, know? Yeah, it seems Because at least with The lame. Hobbit, you had, like, second breakfast or whatever. Yeah. You could call yeah. it that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and they had... The, 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 Potatoes. Some, yeah. yeah. We, we could have done it if you wanted. <laughs> yeah. Fry them up, mash them, stick them in a stew. Yeah. <laughs> But no, the, the, I, I tell you, when when the Hobbit dishes were coming out, I, I went to Denny's probably more than I should. Nice, nice. <laughs> I just hope that this, uh, they've yet to announce anything with Mr. Fantastic, and I hope, I hope they're cheese sticks. <laughs> that, I guess that. Or undercooked bacon. Yeah, there we go. Some undercooked bacon, some stretchy, chewy bacon. <laughs> That's, they're saving that for the uh, GLA tie-in. Oh, God, with flat, the flat, man. flat man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to join the Great Lakers Avengers? Yeah. <laughs> no one. Yep. Okay. Uh, something else coming up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm starting to get hungry, too. Um, something in the... This is more like news than I think we usually cover. Um, remember Jake Lloyd? Remember uh, yeah. Star Wars Episode One, the, the Phantom Menace? The no, Phantom I, Pain? I think I've kind of pushed that, that, that out that, of my mind. That wizard actor. Yes. Well, you know... He is. Uh, he's grown up. He's grown up, but he just can't leave that pod racing life lifestyle behind. He uh, he was actually uh, arrested here the other day. He was down in Texas. Is that what it something was? Something like that. Something like that. Something something down south where he was arrested for illegal street racing and driving without a license. <laughs> That's the least of his concerns recently. There's also news that uh, there's a the cops were called to his parents' house or to his mom's house uh, about a week before. Yes, she says he was diagnosed with schizophrenia when he was 19, oh. and he's been medicated for a while, but oh, really? he's been off of his meds lately. Oh, here, I thought you were going to make a joke about no. medichlorians. Yeah, well, his <laughs> medichlorian count's really low right now. Um, it's chemical, chemical, chemical imbalance. Chemical imbalance, yeah. So, no, I guess he, <laughs> oh, man. he beat his mom up, oh. too. Not really fun news. The dark no. side. It's yeah. the dark but side. Dark side is strong with, with young yeah, Anakin. <laughs> some kind of Tuscan Raiders were on or uh, something. I don't yeah. know. But yeah, so I guess he's got, I mean, a lot of issues right now. It's funny when it's Most just Most child actors racing. do. Yeah, it's kind of a shame about, you know, a lot of child actors. They just can't, for whatever, one reason or another, they just can't shake break, it. Yeah, they just can't shake it a lot of times. It's a real shame. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he was the best actor in the world, but like, I, he was a cute kid. Yeah. He wasn't, you know, you can't. I mean, he wasn't like the next, like, Haley Joe Osmond or anything like that. Well, yeah, his face still kind of looks normal sized. <laughs> um, so he's got yeah, that, that dude, going for him. Yeah, that mugshot. He just looks like he's a weird looking dude. He's grown into an awkward looking adult. Yeah, and that that definitely doesn't help. No, yeah, growing up under the eye of the public is yeah, that doesn't no. too much yeah. money and I don't know. I don't want to make judgments about the parenting or anything because that's that's we know nothing. But well, I mean, yeah, it's but... it's a it's usually a recipe for disaster. The few that can make it out without too much trouble, they're rare. Yeah, very. Yeah. I mean, very rare. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of... I can't even think of any, off the top of my head, child actors that kind of survived Mo it. Most of the Harry Potter kids are doing pretty good. Clint Howard. Uh, Clint Howard maybe. did survive it, yes. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Clint Howard. I guess. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Daniel Radcliffe took a hard... He had a trouble with alcohol abuse there for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he and was it, coming to the set. That was even when he was on the set. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's... I guess it's... He's surviving. He is acting still. He's oh, doing yeah. stuff. 
it was always going to be a risk for any of them. I mean, on maybe Emma Watson to have the same level of success once you leave a franchise as huge as Harry Potter. Yeah. Right. But, but again, with, with, uh, uh, Radcliffe, he doesn't really seem too worried about meeting that same level of celebrity. When no, I mean, I mean he seems to be just fine with who he is. You know, he makes he's making enough money off of residuals that he doesn't have to do anything again. So he can so he has the option to just choose projects that he wants to do. Yeah, I mean, he's been doing Broadway. And he did that movie Horns, Equus, which was really oh, good. Horns. I started to watch it the other day, and I did my internet yeah, cut out. Or Horns something. was really good. I, he I did. Like um, he did the I'm Woman not, in Black. Is that based on a book? It is. Yes. Is it based, based on, on the book by um, dude uh, who wrote Heart Shaped Box? Um, Joe Hill? Joe Hill, yeah. Okay, Stephen, Stephen, Stephen King's, King's son. son. Yeah. Okay, I thought so. I started, I read Heart Shaped Box, and then I, it was one of those, like, it came with the first chapter, the first whatever of the, of Horn, so I read it, and I was like, oh, that seems pretty interesting, and then I just never read it, and I, and I had uh, My wife it. read the book, and she really, really liked it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, look at, like, uh, speaking of Harry Potter, look at uh, Rupert Grint. What, what has he done? He bought an ice cream truck. And he was giving <laughs> it away for free, though. Yeah, at least I mean, he's that's doing awesome. Nice yeah. stuff. But I mean, these... if I had the money, I would totally do that. Yeah, yeah. But and, I mean, um, Tom Felton's done some things here and there. He has. Uh, he was in a uh, 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 Planet of the Apes, the reboot. first one. Yeah. yeah. Well, was it Matthew Lewis, the guy who played Neville Longbottom, just recently posed in his underwear for a magazine? You that was to, weird. You, you want to talk about an awkward-looking kid who grew up into a, a... very attractive man? I don't yeah. care. Yes, yeah. he's, yeah. he's a good-looking yeah. guy. Though I do love J.K. Rowling on Twitter. Oh, yeah, that was a funny, <laughs> she is funny the exchange. best. She is, just everything she does on Twitter. It's gold. Yeah. And I love how the how these these actors, these kids, formed like this family like bond with her. And that's because they had so many. They worked with her for so many years. I mean, yeah. they had just done like one or two. If, if the Harry Potter movies hadn't taken off and they'd only done one or two, Golden Compass. Golden Compass. Like one. Golden Compass. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, Golden Compass. That's a we great book series. These these actors wouldn't be. I don't think they would be as well adjusted as they are today because no, I mean, not. they they grew up with it. They were child actors, but by the end of the series, they were adult actors. I mean, yeah. they grew mm-hmm. up with it. And they were able to kind of roll with it. You know, you yeah. Have that I think what runs when you run into the problems are the ones that were child actors. They worked for a couple of years and then stopped, and either you know between money mismanagement or not being able to like. Find work. Find work, you know, once they lost that child cuteness or whatever. I think that's where the problem really rolls in, you know? Danny yeah. Bonaducci. Don't no, say Dustin Diamond. Dustin oh, Tom, yeah. Dustin oh, Diamond. what a, yeah, what a like scumbag. A, what yeah. a train wreck that dude yeah. is. Arrested oh, on Christmas Eve yeah. at a bar in Minnesota for stabbing a guy. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. his uh, professional party clown girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like my favorite oh, didn't man. He, Christmas. Didn't he do one of those like stupid reality like celebrity fit, shows where he the celebrity fit club or whatever? Yeah, he was like on. threatened to fight somebody by trial by combat or something. The, oh, he boxed the trainer. He, yeah. he wanted boxed to do the, the guy, didn't he? I don't remember. He I was, just yeah, he, he was one of those out. celebrity boxing. He boxed Horshack from uh, Welcome Back Cotter and beat him to a pulp. I thought I remember I that. I don't want to go negative yeah. there. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So yeah, young Anakin still doing that pod racing yeah. in the real world. Yep. And uh, I think we have one time for just like one real quick one. This is actually a good one, you know. A good. Uh, uh, ended on a high note. Uh, Lego has announced that they are going to uh, start uh, uh, cr- creating more green products by yeah. uh, limiting the amount of plastics in there. Yeah, in the they tools. are. I mean, they last year they produced like so, it was like some crazy amount, like thirty-two billion bricks or something like that yeah. in the last year. Yeah. I assume that even though this is going to be a more uh, 
environmentally friendly plastic, it's still going to hurt like crap when I step on them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My kids don't pick up their Legos ever. I actually read this article y- yesterday about mm-hmm. how much force it takes to actually destroy a Lego, a Lego brick. Oh, those things are dense. Oh, yeah. Like they took like the little, uh, the, the, the two by two, you know, the mm-hmm. s- square little one. And it took like 650 pounds to actually crush it. And it wasn't so much that it broke that it, it almost looked it almost melted. Huh. It was a, it was a plastic failure. Yeah. It wasn't failure in the design of the brick, but in the material itself. Yeah, those things are those things are yeah, hardy. For a tower to break that would have been had to have been like oh, god awful tall, like like something like thirty two miles tall. That's crazy. Which is impossible to build. Yeah. Because of the, it would fall apart. Right. But anyway. I like the, I love the fact that they're 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 investing in ways to make a a plastic or a plastic like material that has a better environmental footprint. Right. Yeah. I mean it's it's nice to see uh, it's nice to see that some that some companies aren't they're not all like faceless evil corporations like some of them are actually trying. Yeah. Well, it's 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 just a good. Feeling, I mean, you know? They, you know, they cut ties with Shell Oil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it also helps the fact that they are not an American company. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, which sometimes I forget that they're not. Right. I mean, they're one of the biggest corporations on the planet. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been around forever, you know, building one of the biggest brands and toys ever. Yeah. Yeah, I watched that documentary. They had, well, they had like a mini documentary. Yeah, that I've, came seen out. I've seen it. I've seen it. It was good. pretty good. Apparently, they're investing $150 million on this attempt to. Uh, Develop a sustainable non-plastic material for the bricks. Hey, you know what? That's great. And oh if, yeah. If, I mean, that's like three Lego sets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's a good one. All right. Uh, you know, I think that's actually a good place to end it. Um, <laughs> you've been listening to uh, Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in this week. You can uh, check us out at facebook.com forward slash nerd overload website. And every, each and every day over at nerdoverload.com, we're going to have, we have news, reviews, and all sorts of stuff. And remember, San Diego Comic Con is coming up in a couple weeks, and we hit that scene hard every year. So be sure to tune in for that. Um, this is usually the part where Cody tells you that we're on Twitter at nerd underscore overload. Or when Samantha tells you that you can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. That's right. Josh, buddy, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. No problem. Yep. Uh, We'll definitely have to get you back on sometime soon. And the next time someone's sick or on vacation, you give me a call. All right. Sounds good. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Same nerd time, same nerd channel. This show was sponsored in part by Replays, Gameware, Movies, and More, and Creative Foundations.